Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. This week we have some exciting guests in the house here for our next segments of True Crime Stories by Bo Deedle. One Tough Cop, True Crime Stories. Detective Lieutenant, retired Mike Cervola, my ex-partner, current partner, will be talking about two major cases that he was involved in and also breaking. But first of all, let's get to the current news that's out there. First of all, big congratulations to John Katsimatidis with uh, his best friend, Father Alex from the Greek. Orthodox Church out in Southampton, good friend of mine also. He's going to be receiving the Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor you can get from the President of the United States, along with one of my other dear friends, Danzel Washington, probably one of the top three best actors of all times, Danzel Washington. A lot of people don't know, he's also one of the big fundraisers for our veterans and their families. I was with him on the Intrepid a couple of weeks ago when he was honored there, and he raises all kinds of money for veterans' families and their children. True American hero, Danzel Washington. Now let's get down to some of the current issues. This new order that just came with this uh, governor, local Hochul, she now comes up with this new law as far as with these carry permits for people who are law-abiding citizens. She comes up with this law. Now people got to understand something. She was actually asked, people who have gotten their personal gun permits, these are law-abiding citizens that are not criminals. They want to have a firearm to protect themselves and their families. And what is the problem? And then when it was asked to her, well, how many incidents are there when you have uh, people with private guns, with the gun permits? They're like not even out there. There's no even record of it because it's so minimal that there's no real crimes being committed by these people who are lawful permit holders. So now she comes up with this new law, which is ridiculous. You can't bring your gun into Times Square. Duh. If I'm bringing my children or my grandchildren and I have a permit, that's where I want to carry my gun. You can't bring them into hospitals. You can't bring them onto the subway. So what are you supposed to do? Take your gun, lock it in the trunk so someone can steal it? Then I'll have you not safeguard your weapon. This is ridiculous. This is just another game that this governor, this nitwit governor, is playing now. She's just so... She don't know what to do. And whoever's advising her up in Albany, she should be concentrating on getting this bail reform reform thing subjugated and getting rid of this bail reform thing and start prosecuting some of these criminals. And it's just very funny that I called up Washington with a friend of mine who's right up there with the governor's office. And I said, when this law is coming out, you better carve out retired police officers. Duh. I mean, because these are the people that are walking around with their guns, including me, including my like Sarah Vola, my partner, and we carry our guns all the time. And certainly, if we saw someone becoming a victim, we would take action, along with 99% of the other retired cops out there. So you have a real army out there, besides the cops, probably would take faster action than the uh, fellas that are, and ladies that are on the, on the force right now. Because in reality... 
You have a right to carry a gun if you're not a convicted felon. You have a right to carry a gun to protect your family. Supreme Court came down with it, but Hoka Local has to screw it up, and that's what's going on. Now, part of this whole thing is we got to realize that uh, we had this shooting over the 4th of July in Highland Park, uh, Chicago, and, you know, subsequently this little Credent, this little creep was arrested for this, but there were so many tell signs about this psycho little punk. They're looking so deeply into this January 6th thing and they're finding people all over the country. Hey, FBI, intelligence people, why don't we start monitoring the internet? Stop monitoring Google and TikTok and stop monitoring all these uh, Facebooks and start to find out who can be a problem right now. It's all over the all over the media about this kid with a picture with guns, with blood, that he's going to do this, he's going to do that. He's some rapper punk, and we're not even going to say his name because he's a piece of garbage. And since 2017, so many signs were leading to this guy. If we're going to stop these uh, these psychopathic shooters, we certainly have to look onto social media. All the telltale signs are on there all the time, and this is something that it's right out there and we should use our intelligence agencies but if you're on the internet or if you're on social media and you say you like donald trump oh my god they're gonna throw you up there they're monitoring that how about monitoring these little punks brewing violence out there this is very very important that we have to get on top of this to stop the next mass shooter now again my numbers i give every year 2021 again i'm going to repeat again we had over 21,000 murders in the united states of the 21,000 uh, 13,000 approximately were blacks that were killed and they only make up 13 percent of the of our population of those 13,000 blacks that were killed 98% were killed by other blacks. These weren't mass shooters. These were the everyday shootings that nobody wants to talk about. The five or 600 every year in Chicago, in New York, in Washington, D.C., in Philadelphia, every Democratic-run city is where these shootings are occurring. Now, with the mass shootings, approximately 4% of the 21,000 are these mass shootings. So that means 96% of the shootings are these little punks in our inner cities. And you know what? They're not legal handguns. These are all illegal guns, the majority of them being used by convicted felons. And I'm here every week saying the same thing. I reached out to Eric Adams, and I reached out to the first deputy mayor there, and I said, simple again, and I'm going to be repetitive, we can stop gun violence very quickly. We can't stop it because of our state laws and our weenie liberals in our state. The assembly people, state senators, they voted in this bail reform, and this governor has no gumption to go and demand that they rescind this, this bail reform and start prosecuting people who are convicted felons who are caught with a loaded gun. Under the federal statute law, which is there, we don't have to reinvent it, we have to start prosecuting them under the federal law. The federal law states if you're a convicted felon and you're caught with a loaded firearm, bye-bye, dickhead. You're going to go away for 10 years. So what I say is we have over 1,200 ADAs, assistant district attorneys in New York County. Of those, they're all retiring because you know why? Because they're not doing anything. They're not able to prosecute anything. So what we got to do is we got to go to the U.S. attorney from the Southern District and the Eastern District and 
and tell them we have people for you. We have 200 of those 1,200. We'll have them sworn in as AUSAs, meaning they'll be sworn in as federal officers. When I was on the police department, we had joint task force. When the detectives were sworn in as federal officers, we could do the same. 200. And you know what their job's going to be? Their job will be to prosecute Every convicted felon who's arrested with a gun and prosecuted federally, and then that means they'll get 10 years, and I guarantee you, it'll go out around the neighborhood, and they'll say, I don't want to get caught or caught with a gun. Oh, it ain't Finzies. Remember Finzies? It ain't Finzies anymore. I'm going to real jail time. And that's the answer. I got it from an FBI supervisor, special agent. They prosecuted eight cases this year on guns in the federal courts. I said, why only eight? They're told by the U.S. Attorney's Office, we don't have the manpower to prosecute. Well, I have your answer, because I could pick 200 ADAs I'll get sworn in who are doing nothing right now, and they could prosecute these gun cases. You know, and I, I just happen to have my ex-partner here, Mike Saravola, in the studio with me. Mike, what's your feeling on that? Law enforcement people like our, ourselves, responsible people, um, should be able to carry our firearms wherever we want. You know, um, if something goes down, you know, I'm sure I would take action or you would take action. And as, as you already indicated, thousands of other ex-law enforcement uh, personnel well, would what, take action. What's your feeling about prosecuting under the federal law? Do you think that word will go out in the communities with these little gangbangers who are committing the majority, probably 90 percent of the shootings in our inner cities, they know one thing. They're not going to be prosecuted, Mike. I think federal law would put more teeth into it because they're not fearful of DAs like we have uh, in Brooklyn. You know, a very, very liberal but DAs. It's not, it's they know that uh, they know with the bail reform, they're going to spend a couple of hours in jail and walk out the door. And three days later, and we've seen well, it time and time again, they'll pick up another the gun, they'll be involved in another it's gun incident it's not a few the weeks DAs later. Anymore, Mike. This is the law of New York State yeah. with this bail reform. And right. I talked to our, our uh, candidate for governor, our friend Lee Zeldin, right. great man, and he's got my full support. And he yep. was mentioned about, he was talking about bringing in a special prosecutor to prosecute gun cases. I said, Lee, very simple. You can put whoever you want there, but you're bringing it where the law is that you can't incarcerate them for it. So point is, you got to go out of the box, Mike. What do you think about my idea? Prosecute them federally. I think it's a very good idea. Because, uh, as you say, we're very restricted as what we can do in the state of New York because of the laws enacted. Yeah, what do you think about this new governor's thing? You can't, if you're a legal gun permit owner, you can't go into Times Square, you can't go on the train, can't go to the hospital, you can't do anything. Isn't this the most ridiculous thing in the world? You're being penalized because you're able to obtain a legal permit. You're a law-abiding citizen. So that means the only ones that are allowed to carry the guns are the illegal guns. Right. And that's it. Yeah, it would be absurd. If I'm going to see a Broadway play, I'm going to carry my gun. I'm going to walk through Times Square. I'm going to walk from a parking lot on a dark side street. I'm carrying my gun. Well, if you're a gun permit, good thing Uncle Bo was on his toes. <laughs> on last Thursday, I called up uh, one of the heads of the unions who has a direct line to the governor. I said, you better carve out 
uh, former police officers. I, I think they didn't include peace officers. I think they only included retired police officers, right. which to me is ridiculous again. And this is this just shows you the mindset of the moron in Albany. She has no clue. All she wants to do is make a splash and go against the constitutional decision by the Supreme Court that says you have the right to carry a firearm. I don't want everybody to have it. I'll never forget, Mike. I think you were with me. We had Imus in the morning. I got him his gun permit. Yep. We went down to the shooting range, and I gave him the, the, the revolver, and he fired at the target. It was seven yards away. The son of a gun couldn't even hit the target. I grabbed it away. I said, you're not getting this back until you can hit the damn target, Don. So, But my point is, if you're able, uh, lucky enough to obtain a gun permit, you must be proficient, you must practice, and you must know. And on top of it, if your life's in danger, if your family's lives are in danger, and you're taking action, you must have the balls to use it. Otherwise, don't pull it out, because I've seen it many a times. The little gangster will grab it away, smack you in the face, or maybe shoot you with your own gun. Now, training would be uh, a very important component. Yeah. Any new laws. But, uh, you know, this is something that really is, is, is ludicrous. But also, what we're talking about today is all of a sudden, I've been looking all over the, there was 2,100 cops who've retired already this year, Michael. 2,100. They're going out because they get no support whatsoever. Now I look, I don't know if you remember when you were in the academy, Mike, but I remember. And in the academy, I was doing 40 pull-ups. I was doing 180 push-ups. I just came out of high school when we were number one in the physical fitness team all over the country. And now they're bringing it down because these out-of-shape cops can't get over the wall. Now they put a chain-link fence that they have to climb over. And then it used to be where they ran uh, 1.5 miles. They had to do it in 14 minutes, 21. That's like friggin' walking anyway. And now they brought it down, and they can do it for... Uh, they're eliminating any kind of physical attribute, which to me, I'll tell you right now, Michael, I never killed anybody when I was a New York City cop and detective. I based it all on my physical strength. Saved my life, saved my partner's life, and to me, to be in physical shape and be a police officer or a cop, detective, whatever you want, come part and parcel. Because in reality, you can't shoot everybody, but certainly you can wrestle a guy or a gal down. And you know how hard it is to handcuff somebody if they don't want to be handcuffed, Mike. Right. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. But with the, with the, uh, the current laws enacted, uh, you know, in the last number of years, uh, you, you know, you, you have to be careful. You don't touch the uh, perpetrator's sternum or restrict his breathing in any back. way. And when you are fighting for your life, trying to put handcuffs on a wild man, um, it's pretty difficult to do. And especially now, as you just pointed out, they lowered the, the physical standards. Um, so I don't see how uh, you, you can do your job as a police well, officer. Well, you know, we today. talk about it every day, and I talk to cops every day, as do you, Michael. We get no support. This city council morons down there. I've talked to cops where they are throwing the charges out, the arrest out, and now they're going after the cop for putting his hand around their neck in a headlock. In a civil suit, too. <sighs> 
I, I just if I, if he's lucky enough not to face criminal charges. Yeah, and then well, it gets one better. Now, besides criminal charges, Mike, and getting thrown off the force, losing your pension. Now they got this new little scenario where they could come after you civilly, and your house out in Ronkonkoma, mm. they could take that house away, Mike. Yep. You know? Yeah, it, you're uh, you're not indemnified. Yeah, well, you know, it's just it's 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 just so re- really crazy. Now I hear about the Department of Justice is investigating our spec- special victims uh, uh, group. You know, these are the special, and you have a feeling. I mean, you have a relative that yep. was involved in the biggest case, who works for us now, and one of the best detectives ever. You know, is everything perfect with the special victims? No, like in anything, but they're wasting time with the Department of Justice to investigate the special victim squad. Why aren't you out there investigating these little gangbangers that are killing people across this country? It's crazy. I mean, the people that work in, uh, detectives who work in special victims, they put their heart and soul into the cases, into their investigations. Little children uh, are, uh, you know, uh, victimized and, you know, cops work really hard to put that guy in jail who did that. Same thing with rape victims and, and things and they, of this it, it, it's, it's and, not and for them to be investigated and put under a microscope now and second guessed. Cops are always second guessed. Whether you're making an arrest in the street for a wild man who's waving a gun around, whether it's uh, the perpetrator of a sex assault, cops are always being second guessed. Every murder in Brooklyn seems as though Nobody murdered anybody. It was the friggin' Martians that came in and killed everybody because everybody is a victim and everybody didn't do it. Somebody's killing everybody, Mike, but all of a sudden this is the new flavor of the month. What they're doing is, I'm going to tell you what they're doing, Mike, because of this advent of the DNA being more specific and you have touch DNA now, which we didn't have, and all these things, they throw fog in to reopen these cases, and then all of a sudden they throw some sort of a questionable thing, and it's uh, it's being highlighted, and these these people are able to utilize good arrests, and now we all know this is the worst guy in the world, allegedly. I'm sure, I don't know Lewis that well. I don't. I may have met him over the years, and they had another detective out there in Brooklyn. Uh, 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 Steve. Steve. Uh, Camille. Camille, right? Did you know him, Mike? He was a trainee with us. Was he a great detective? Or he was what? a very good homicide detective. Right, and did you know the other guy, Scarandelli? I did there? not. No. no. So my point is, every arrest they made now is being investigated and reversed. And guess what, Mike? When it's reversed, guess what they get? Automatically. Oh, a bag of money. Hey, $30 million? And then the law firm that's doing the suit, what do they get? One third. Ching, 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 ching. And the city's just handing out, I think last year they handed out over $400 million in these frivolous bullcrap suits. This is what's going on. And everyone, I'm looking at this guy, the the trial was tossed out again. Uh, and, And if you read about it, this guy did it. And then all of a sudden, now he's he's uh, challenging because Lewis was involved with Steve. I remember him. He was yeah. in the yeah in the academy with us. And I just it, it drives me crazy every time I pick up the damn paper, Mike. It just drives me crazy. This is where we're going. So every criminal that committed murder now hits the lottery. <laughs> they hit the lottery. Thirty million dollars. Oh boy, it could have saved thirty million dollars. I tell you what, I would do a quick ten years in jail for thirty million. <laughs> Tomorrow, give me give me ten years in jail. Give me thirty million. I'll work out. I'll make sure I get 
get out. I'll make sure I don't have a heart attack in there, <laughs> and I'll get out. But just think about it, Mike. It's a lottery. Yep. And any and any one of these fool attorneys that picks up one, of, the majority of them are being reversed now on, on, on baloney evidence. They had good evidence on the case. No matter what evidence you had, they'll find some some sort of a problem. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's, it's, it's really getting to a point where it's so frustrating. I feel like I'm in a nightmare, Mike, with the crime situation, with the inflation, with this moron president. The guy doesn't even know where he is. And uh, one thing I saw yesterday was really made me feel good. They honored, uh, one of them uh, was deceased. They honored four Viet- uh, Vietnam veterans with yes. the Medal of Honor. Yep. And I, I tell you what, you know, it was great that they uh, that they honored them. And some of the stories were beyond anything. Incredible. And that was the only thing. But he stood there. I don't think Biden knew where he was. He just stood there in a comatose state that he's always in. Didn't say two words. They had someone talking. Obviously, he couldn't talk and say what these guys did. But it was a great feeling to have these guys honored there. And, uh, you know, that's part of our thing as far as uh, uh, honoring our veterans because we wouldn't be here without them. Now, all of a sudden, the veterans, it's not a thing anymore about honoring your country now it's CRT critical race theory you're you got to be guilty because you're white and all that I mean it, it, it's like a nightmare Mike do you well, feel it yeah um I remember you and I having uh multiple conversations in the office uh during the de Blasio administration when they were going to do away with stop question and frisk and I said well it's going to be the Wild West because cops aren't going to be able to spot these guns. They're not going to be able to take these guns off the street yeah. prior to them coming out and shooting people. Well, I, we, and we, I knew it. I knew it back then, whether it was four years ago, five years ago. I knew we were in trouble then. And well, we, guess we, what? We were the originals. It's come to pass. We were the originals in the original citywide anti-crime, which became yep. the street crime unit. And I think uh, the there was 100 of us at one time. And I think we were responsible for 30 percent of the gun arrests. Well, because that's the, all. the most aggressive cops in the city and, of New and, York. And, and, you know, and even if you remember, remember the Diallo case up in the Bronx? Sure. What did I do? I you, spent 100000 Yep. Yeah, you filmed the reenactment. And I took the court statements of the four cops that were involved, because everyone came up to me, including that clown in Jersey, Springsteen, 41 shots. I said, how the hell did that happen? You know, because I got to admit one thing, Mike. I never killed nobody on the force. I could have killed 15 of them, but I didn't. I depend on my strength. But 41 shots, I heard this. I said, Something, something's crazy. So when we did the reenactment and you were involved with it, we actually had actors that played the four cops that were involved with the street crime unit. And we did a reenactment, the same area there, and they were looking for a black man with a gun. Right. And all of a sudden, they asked the guy, oh, hello, oh, police. They come out of the unmarked car. They showed their badges and all that. Wow. He runs into the doorway. Next thing is he's reaching for something, and one of the he's reaching for turns out his it wallet. His the wallet. keys in there, and he's reaching. Also, one of the cops yells, "He's got a gun!" Next thing is the cops start shooting. He falls back. The other cops see the flashes. Thought look like it's. Shot. It looks like the cop got shot, and they unloaded on it. When the reality was, Diallo didn't have a gun. Right. It was, it was a, a tragic ter- mistake. Terrible, terrible mistake. It was and no I, intent. I love. 
love the DNA science on the guns. I love it. I love it. So all of a sudden, that wasn't my gun. That wasn't my gun. Remember we used to get that mic? Yep. Tell you what, dickhead, your DNA's on it. Now I love this new science of DNA. Your fingerprints are all over it. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? I'm really excited about the new Supreme Court judge, Kendall Brown Jackson, whatever her name is. I am really excited because I'm praying. I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. I'm praying that she looks at the laws the way it should be. Now, she has law enforcement in her family, so she knows the good, the bad, the ugly. I just hope when she votes, it's not something, well, I was put in there to be a liberal progressive. That's how I'm going to vote. No, if you're a Supreme Court judge, you take politics the hell out of it right. and, and, and judge on the judicial side of it. The whole point with this abortion thing, and I'm and I'm real fast on that thing, I am pro-abortion, I'm also pro-life. But there's got to be a point where we say after two months, if you decide you don't want to have the baby, you have to have some time limit because you're a father and a grandfather. And I certainly i am appalled at these laws that say a baby can be killed at yeah, nine months. Long term. This yeah. is ridiculous. It is. That ridiculous. is ridiculous. And also the other side, in some of the conservative states, they're ridiculous too. Oh, if the girl is raped, you can't have an abortion. Bull crap. Yeah. There has to be a compromise. Common sense. A compromise, Michael. Yeah. And that's the way I feel about it. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm proud of life. No. I mean, you and I, we're not hypocrites. Right. We understand things happen and all that. But if you don't want to have that child after two months, I tell you what you do. Make it full term. There's a lot of people who would love to have a child for right. adoption. You put them up for adoption. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to get into this, but these were two Supreme Court rulings, including the Second Amendment one. And and, uh, All we could hope for uh, from this new Supreme Court justice is that she's fair. Fair. You just, whether you're going before the judge in traffic court and criminal court or the United States Supreme Court, all you ask is a fair shot. Well, that's going to end it today. Mike, thank you for coming in with this. And uh, we got some really good things coming up with our One Tough Cop True Crime Stories next. I thank everybody again. If you want to get me, it's bobio at investigations with an S.com or www.investigations.com. Call me with any comments, anything you want to hear, anything like that. Thank you for listening. And again, I apologize if I was a little rough around the edges. But you, what you're going to get from Bo Deedle is the truth and the facts. And that's it. And thank you. And be safe out there. God bless you guys.